Welcome to the Garden Path Podcast, life lessons and conversations from the garden. Hi there, I'm your host, Misty Little, and this is Season 3, Episode 6. Now, today's guest is Joanne Woolsey from Jimbo's Nursery down in Santa Fe, Texas. If you're not really familiar with Santa Fe, that's probably okay because it's kind of off the beaten path in between Galveston and Houston, off on the west side of Interstate 45. And my husband came across Jimbo's a couple of years ago when he was on his way home from Galveston and he punched in his GPS nurseries and up came Jimbo's. And so he went, dropped by, picked up some bromeliads because that's what my husband does and (laughs) came home and said, this nursery is so cool. It reminded him so much of the nurseries we used to visit in Florida. Now, if you've ever been to the homestead area of Miami and South Florida, you'll know that there's a ton of just crazy cool tropical nurseries um, specializing in all sorts of things from just banana trees to just orchids tucked off away in these little streets and dirt roads back there in, in homestead. And so that's kind of how this is set up too. When I went to Jimbo's this summer, you go through Santa Fe and you turn down a suburban road and then tucked away back there in a little suburb uh, in a street with houses is the nursery. And it's a pretty cool place to visit um, that you might not know about if you were living in Houston. And I definitely recommend dropping by there just to see what they've got. Even if you don't grow bromeliads and tillandsias, they do have other tropical plants and um, it's just, an, it's just a neat experience. That's for sure. So Joanne talked about what the nursery sells, um, how they kind of got their business going, as well as um, just what you can do with tillandsias and bromeliads. It's kind of one of the po- more popular things with houseplants these days, uh, one of the aspects of keeping houseplants that I've been seeing. So I think you're going to enjoy this episode. Even if you don't live in Houston, you'll pick up some plants you might want to check out and some ideas of how to use tillandsias in the home or in your landscape. So if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate and review it on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever else you listen. And you can always find me on Instagram at the garden path podcast. And the website is the garden path And you can drop me an email at the garden path podcast at gmail.com. All right. I will uh, talk to you guys next week. All right. All right. Well, thanks uh, for coming on and chatting. Um, I guess if you want to get started, we can just, uh, if you want to introduce yourself and kind of talk about the nursery and uh, what you guys do. Okay. Yeah, good deal. Hi, my name is Joanne Wolsey and I'm with Jimbo's Nursery and we're out here in Santa Fe, Texas, which is down near Galveston. And um, we have a like two and a half acre nursery and we specialize in, in bromeliads but we also have palms and cactuses and succulents and all um everything else and we're full-scale nursery so if you come out and you need soil and everything else we have that also but we've kind of evolved we're definitely a mom and pop nursery um, my husband jimmy is that's who jimbo is after and he started it and i kind of uh, married into the whole thing <laughs> so and we have two daughters who when they're in town, they help work it also. And then we have other, um, we have a, a, another lady that also does na- landscaping with us also. So, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So I first came to uh, the nursery back in August. So I was actually really kind of excited to see that 
and it reminded me a lot of the nurseries in Florida, kind of, I don't know, you guys definitely aren't the typical nurseries you would see. Um, so I thought it was kind of interesting you guys offered uh, such a different array of plants. I thought it was kind of neat. Well, yeah, because what happens is a lot of the plants we have out there, sometimes we have friends that give us plants and then we end up doing as sometimes we take cuttings off of them or um, a lot of times we find plants that are interesting and that's what kind of, we kind of, um, you know, have fun growing those on the side. So if you notice, you find pockets of little things hiding out there, that's what's kind of happened with it as it goes along the, along the way. So, um, yeah, because we're in the bromeliad society, and so a lot of times they all have interest in other plants also, and they're really good about sharing plants and, um, and, and you know, because they, they want to share what they have, and then we kind of do trade-offs also. Right, right. Um, so talk a little bit about the history of the nursery. How did you guys get your start, and um, how did you choose Santa Fe as a location? Well, Santa Fe was actually located by my husband because he, when he started a long time back, he really didn't start in Santa Fe itself. He started um, back in 75. He actually started with a little truck um, and he actually was, um, he started out by trucking plants. His mother had a nursery down in the valley and he decided he wanted to do, try, try his hand at, you know, selling plants. So he would go to different nurseries and, and, and go sell them. And then, then they had the um, the oil crisis happen. So the well after the after the oil he, the gas prices went up, he decided to just get a real job, and he actually just started. He just grew, grew out of the nursery and was kind of a small small setup there. And then what happened was um, since then I, I met him like twenty four years ago, and when I met him, we kind of started evolving what we have now, and so. Um, so we pretty much grew it out of what the land he already had existing, which is a two and a half acres that's here. And um, each year we started adding more greenhouses and putting out, you know, uh, ground cover. And as the time went on, we kind of saw, you know, different things that was interesting for different people or that he got interested in. And, um, and it's changed. Originally, when we started growing things, we did a lot of uh, cactuses and agaves. And didn't sell very many of those. And then uh, someone introduced him to the bromeliads and said, hey, I think you would like these. And he did. And then he started taking over all the greenhouses. So when you did come out here, probably saw plenty of a plethora of, of uh, bromeliads everywhere. And so he actually, that's how we, he, that's why we're really a collector's nursery. It's when you're in Florida, you'll see a lot of the nurseries where they'll grow hundreds of one variety. We have a, quite a few different varieties of different plants when you're out here, and his love is is actually the the neo regilia, and that's the those are really pretty. But so so we've just stayed here and we've just kind of evolved into it. So we have four greenhouses that we actually house out of, and then the rest of the land um, is just ground cover out, and then just started mm-hmm. growing plants. And so every year it's kind of changed. Uh, past couple of years, um, he retired probably about got bigger years. and bigger. <laughs> Yeah, he retired so he could work it more. And then I retired about four years ago. And it's kind of, it has more of a girl, girl touch to it, I guess. That's everybody keeps saying because it's a little cleaner, has a little more, um, you know, a, a, a girlier touch to it, as they say. <laughs> so, but, um, and then my daughters have gotten really into it. So that's a, a couple of places around there. They like the little Pinterest area where they can go, oh, mom, you can do this with the plants. And so it's kind of evolved as it's gone along the way. And it's kind of fun. So we've really enjoyed it. So it's kind of a family affair. And then um, 
it's just every year is a little bit different. We can add more plants to it. And then we, on top of that, we also landscape. So it, that also brings in more plants that, you know, that in um, around the, the house itself, we also plant a lot of the plants. So we actually have field grown stuff that we could actually, um, you know, we can do test gardens to see how things grow. If it doesn't do well, then we won't grow it again. You know, if it's not successful. Right. And that way we can actually tell people in our area, hey, this, this is what it looks like. And that helps out a whole lot just for, you know, just so people can get an eye on it. Because in a pot, it looks one way, and but in the ground, it looks right. totally different. So they can see it out to maturity, which helps out a lot. So Right. But. Um, so you guys say you, so you're primarily growing Tulanzis and Brumiliads uh, with some landscaping plants. Um now, how are you growing those Tulanzis and Bromeliads? You're just doing growing out um, from cuttings and pups and that kind of thing, or um, do you guys ever do your own breeding, anything like that? No, the, the, that's a whole different science to it. Um, like I said, we're in the Bromeliad Society, and in that we've got to be friends with different people, but we have connections with some really big growers in Florida. And so mm-hmm. what we do is Jimmy will actually go and buy different plants from growers in, in Florida and then some of those will actually propagate out from them. Um, and we usually just do it through, you know, propagation of the pups and we'll right. split them. We don't actually grow anything from seed because okay. with that, um, like most things, if you grow them from seeds, it's never usually true unless you're crossing them. And, right. Uh, so that's the kind of a difficulty with that. But um, what he does is we grow them. So if we get a plant in and we allow it to grow out, then we can, we, we get the pups off them and then the cost goes down. So the more we have that we can propagate out, that's how we can, um, you know, grow more of them. Right. Right. And so, and that's why we have a large variety of different plants and some of them propagate faster than others. And, um, you know, different things for the bromeliad society, we actually were growing their seedlings for um, a long time. So we actually had different varieties we had a lot of because we were supplying them with their seedlings also. And then the Tillandsia is the same thing. We get those in and then we, we have them and we will, we'll split them all off also on the Tillandsias. And depending on the variety, some of them move out so quickly. We, we get those, we get them from our suppliers, but mm-hmm. they're so easy to grow that it's not hard to, because they just take netting and stuff to grow up on. So Right, right. Easy to propagate. <laughs> yes, and they are, and they're fun. They're, I just love them because you can do so much with them, and they're they're just they're just neat. Because and you can mix them like you can within one medium. You could put tillandsias in with succulents in different places, and they have such a, a, a neat added look to them. So you're, right. you're not you're not hummed in to just to only have succulents or just tillandsias. You can switch them up, and then with the bromeliads with the with the bromeliads, some of them are epiphytes, so you can do cuttings off of those, and then you can grow them in soil, or you can attach them. And, and with that, that allows you to do all kinds of, you know, creative things with them. That makes it quite nice. Yeah, one of the things we did in Florida was a lot of ours were we made epiphytes. We put a little, you know, sphagnum moss, and my husband would tie them up with, like, fishing line. And eventually, you know, they root, and you could take that step off. But we had all sorts of cool, like, little talonsia logs and... Um, it's just, it's really makes the place look cool. <laughs> yeah. And with the bromeliads, there's so many different varieties. There's some of them that candelabra off and cluster. So you mm-hmm. can actually, 
it like hanging baskets are beautiful because if you have one, you just put one in there and it clusters off and you have this mass of just colors. And his Jimmy's love is really the Neo Rodriguez, which the yeah. leaves get their beauty and they don't have so much the, the bloom spike, but they have these beautiful leaves and everyone's you know, a little bit different on their coloring, depending on the amount of sunlight that they get. And they're mm-hmm. so fun. And they're kind of, the, the nice thing is if you do like in a basket, you can sneak over and cut one off and, and then, like you said, attach it to a piece of wood or attach it to um, whatever. And it's kind of neat because with that, you can get something that means something to you. Like my father had uh, his spreaders off his sailboat. Well, we took that and made this cute little decorative thing using the bromeliads and the tillandsias. And, and you give that for a present and met something. I was like, oh, that's so neat. So that's what I, right. that's what, that's what I love about it because you can you could do something special for somebody um, just they bring you wood or different things and get creative with it and have fun with it. And then it becomes like a piece of art for them to have and enjoy also. Now, what, uh, what do you see as being like kind of an increase in demand uh, these days? Because a lot of people are trying to grow, especially because for indoor plants, I see that's the trend is growing Chalanzias and bromeliads and things like that. Um, they, what are people coming really to their shoes? Succulents have real been been really big. Also, the succulents mm-hmm. that's been a big thing with it, and then even the mixing of like sansevieras with the succulents because a lot of times people are running into problems because they want to take it all inside. But there's not enough light, so right. And there, but but the fun thing with it too is people are actually looking at succulents and like hawarthias and different things because they can they're finding they doesn't take a whole lot of soil, so they can do mm-hmm. the same idea that they're doing with the tillandsias. And attaching you know, wood or whatever, and but adding just a little bit of soil and 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 get creative with it also, and being able to mix and match it with the you know with the air plants. So right, and and like making wreaths out of them, just anything. I mean, really, um, it's just it's wide open. Whatever you want to do with them, so it's kind of fun because you actually go to um, like. Goodwill and go through and find something kind of fun, a container, and then turn around and use those containers as your, uh, as your medium to put it, you know, to do something with. So yeah, I've, I've seen some pretty cool, uh, Talanzia and, um, succulent wreaths too. And I, they're pretty cool how people, uh, are putting those together. Yeah. And if you take old frames, oh, there's all kinds of fun stuff to do with the old frames also. I mean, and you can, and the nice thing is they don't have to go inside. You could actually put them on your fence and do kind of oh, fun stuff. Yeah. So during the summertime, you can put them outside and display them and then bring them in in the, in the wintertime and have them inside and with high light and allow them to grow and do their own thing too. So that's the, and then it's, it's, that's a whole fun part of it. You just get kind of sit back and look at it and like, I like this, Let's, how can I make it work? And um, it's, uh, it's kind of fun. I, 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 when I get a chance to stop and do that kind of thing, it, it, it um, that's, that's my fun time. <laughs> so, and Cause I do, I do a lot, I get to do a lot of landscaping and it's kind of nice for other people, but when I get to do the, that, the Talansias and the, the succulents, it's like, ah, oh, it's my time. I can play. So, right. And, and I, I kind of go crazy. So I just set a big table up and just start play, mixing and matching and it makes it fun. So, and that's been kind of nice because some of the garden clubs have come out and, and I just set up, you know, groupings of different things and just helping other people make their own little, you know, succulent gardens or their own little um, 
wreaths or different things, it, it, it is kind of fun seeing everybody get excited about it because then they walk away with their little thing, their little treasure to walk back home with. So it makes it fun. It's kind of something to hook them on uh, bromeliads and succulents, that's for sure. It is, it is at that because they think it's so hard. And once you do it, it's not that hard at all. So, um, and I've learned a lot from other people, you know, how they do it. And there's a there's an older gentleman that, that cracks me up because he came in and he showed me how to use pantyhose to attach <gasps> Talansias, and rather than wire or rubber bands because it's not a, it's not evasive it doesn't doesn't bind it or anything so but I was cracking me up because I'm like what are you doing with pantyhose and so <laughs> when you showed it to me I was like oh that is such a great idea so it's it's neat because um, everybody has different ways of doing it but it's always enlightening to you know learn new ways of, of doing things so it makes it fun and that's what makes the plants even more fun to get to use so, and a lot of Talansias are really cute, too, because we just got some in, and the blooms are just, some of them are just, wow, I didn't even know that bloomed like that. I love the plant, and the bloom makes it even better. So it makes it fun. What are some of those that you're really liking right now? The ones, well, some of the ones that the, the strictas are pretty cute that they have uh, that, that come up in through there. They're really nice. The Ionanthus are, have you ever seen an Ionanthus ball where they take the small little Ionanthus and they wrap them, and they it's just a ball of, color um those are really fun but we haven't seen those in a i mean i, I was trying to make those um because we, we used to get some in but um but those are just ones that blow your mind going wow that's so neat but they take time to to, to make it happen I'm, I'm trying to learn how to make it until they grow in on their own but um off the top of my head i'm trying to, the bulbosas those are so cute have you ever seen those before they have a bulb yes, at the yes. bottom of them with mm-hmm. the funky little arms and those are fun when they when they bloom out they're fun in their own but when they bloom it's like oh and they're cute so <laughs> it was worth it <laughs> yeah and it's kind of cute because even when they're small they're just adorable and my favorite is funkyana because funkyana has a little tip of a red on it but she goes she goes funky every time everyone's different and they kind of grow into this little snaky looking thing and um she's funky and so <laughs> and the people i buy it from I, we went to florida and we saw them i said oh i love funky on it they thought i was crazy but i just like it because everyone's kind of unique and it kind of wraps itself around and and she surprised you when she just pops it's like ah oh, isn't she darling so <laughs> so it makes it kind of fun so you're talking about um making your own little wreaths and picture frames and things like that do you guys have classes so people can learn from that yeah, we do. In fact, we have one this weekend, but we, we do them. I do them anytime. Like if someone calls me and they have a group that wants to do it, I'll set it up and they can come out and do it. Or some people will call and say, Hey, I'm coming in. Could we be around and help me out with this? And I'm real flexible with it. Um, I Sometimes I go to different garden clubs and I'll bring it in and show them um, how to do it. Uh, like I said, like two or three of the different groups came out and we had it in the evening. It was we had it like a party and they came out and we had um, wine and cheese and, and just had a really good time. The ladies all had fun. So we, like I said, we set it all up and everybody got a chance to come in. They brought their favorite piece of wood or I had wood here and then they just went to town and it was like a bunch of busy bees and it was fun. They were helping each other out and it, it was kind of neat to see all the different collections of things that they did. That's cool. Yeah. I like the idea. It's kind of, instead of uh you know, you're painting with a twist, you're building bromeliads. <laughs> yeah. And you're right. And that's, that's a, precisely because I, I was trying to do something with that and I thought, Oh, this is even better. <laughs> so, yes. Well, um, what made me think of it is all these people were doing uh, scrapbooking. I'm like, yeah, 
-hmm. I like scrapbooking, but I like doing this better. <laughs> so my poor children, so they'll never have pictures. So, <laughs> unless I put telangias around them or something. But um, I'll, have I'll have pass along plants, you know, in 30 years. I'll be like, oh, I got this for my mom. <laughs> but you know what you can do, too? One of the ladies brought it out, which is a cool idea. She took a canvas picture, and then we attached telangias on the picture itself because she waterproofed it. Mm. Uh, it turned out so cool, and she put it up on her um, inside uh, her in her uh, porch area you know, oh. uh, under, underneath her pergola and it, mm -hmm. she, she sent a picture it was really kind of cool it was just a neat idea that's what I'm saying the whole thing with it you, it's you can do anything with it and have a good time with it and try it so hmm. but it's it's kind of nice because it, it, it just over time they kind of as long as you can get water to them and yeah um, and they get high light they don't like direct sunlight with the Talansias especially um, and one of the one of the gentlemen he fussed at me and said that you can never kill a Talansia. I'm like, uh, are you sure? Mm, but yeah. he said, what you can what you do though, his suggestion was to if you can just immerse it in water like every two weeks and just sit it in there in there overnight, mm -hmm. and then it should be okay with it. So I did it. It, it worked pretty well, but it's kind of hard when you have it attached to things. So right, we found out the more stricter, the more the the thinner the leaf, the more you need to spray it with water because it does it, that's the only way it's going to get its nutrients so you'll have right. to mist it more so the right. thicker leaves you know of course they have a water band so you can maybe just get away with twice a week so right but and a lot of people like to use it like in their bathrooms but unless you have high enough light sometimes they just don't thrive as well right you know and because they do get a lot of moisture but they do also need that that light to them to make sure that they do well correct but there, but there's, there is a lot of fun stuff you can do with those. They, they are fun. So but. what are the most uh, common kind of complaints people come in like needing help with? Um, I mean, you're talking about light and, and water, but any, anything else people have problems with when they take their. Well, sometimes like with the bromeliads, they want to fertilize them and they really don't need to, because like when we propagate them out, we actually use a quarter of the strength. We, we, we actually fertilize it with this. We have a new fertilizer called bromeliad boom. And mm -hmm. you just have to do it the one time. And because if you over fertilize them, they grow long and leggy. So, um, uh, so if you fertilize them just the one time, that's all they really need. And if you fall your feed, you do it at a quarter of the strength. So they yeah, really I'm... don't need to, but the Talantias, you can actually fertilize them a quarter of the strengths like every, like twice a week or once, about once a week. That's what he told me once a week. Okay. With it. And that's what we did this year. And we saw a big difference on them because we, we actually had, they, they actually propagated out more. They bloom better. They were just a lot more hydrated than they were before. Um, the only bad thing to lands is we found during the drought, they just don't like that heat on them. Oh, so yeah. you just have to be careful with them because they are kind of tender, but with this cooler, you know, temperatures, they like it, but they will freeze if it gets down in the, you know, like forties, they can right. freeze back. So you just have to be careful with those. But yeah, the, yeah. We had to move all of ours in last weekend. So <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the cool, the good thing too, like with the bromeliads were kind of fun. Like you said, when you take cuttings on them, you can put them in like the fronds of your, your palms and just mm -hmm. kind of then tuck them in there or in your crepe myrtles and just hang them in there and just attach me with wire or just even use that tilly wire uh, flexible florist wire and just hang them. So you can all of a sudden walk up and you have this, you know, really cool plant just hanging up in your trees and you don't even have to worry about watering them here because 
we get that yeah. natural water in the morning, you know, right. from the dew. Right. So it's kind of fun with it on that part of it. But you're right. And when we do get the the freeze, um, the freezes, you do need to protect them. Well, but even here, we have bromeliads in the ground and we just put frost blanket over them. And um, some of them get damaged. But the nice thing is they get damaged. They become mama plants and mm-hmm. she'll put off more pups off of them. So it they you know it balances out so we if you come to the nursery and walk around you'll see so we've got some big bromeliads probably about three or four foot tall that are our anchor plants in our our landscaping but we just keep them in there we don't worry about pulling them out we just cover them right and, and they've done well and quite a few of our bromeliads are full sun i mean we're talking texas full sun and yeah <laughs> and and there's some of them you'll see on like you go on the internet they'll say oh full sun well We've kind of figured out which ones really are truly Texas fall sun because we've we've burnt quite quite a few up just figuring out which ones work and which ones don't. But there are there are plenty of them that do take our full sun and that are beautiful that do really well. So that that but there's there's probably a handful of them. But uh, but there are some that if you want to use them in your landscaping, you can use them in landscaping, which is kind of fun because it's. They're so they're eye catcher and they're nice to use as your focal point or your anchor plant. Yeah. And it's definitely a different, it's a change in the typical landscaping around here too. So I'm always excited when I do see people doing things a little more tropical around uh, Houston too. So, and it's neat because one of the gentlemen, we finally got him hooked on it because he had underneath his trees, he's always wanted to put annuals and he has highlight, but he doesn't have enough light to put, you know, your usual annuals in there. So he mm-hmm. went back in and he figured his bromeliads were pupping off so much. He took them in there and it looks, it looks really great. And it has that tropical look. And then he could throw his, his, his annual colors in there to accent it where the sun's, you know, is, is strong enough. So right. it's, it's worked out really well. He's just really surprised. But we luck out because we are a little bit more being down to North Galveston. We can get away with it a little bit more. But we did yeah. We have met some different people that are up in Houston area, but if they put it on the the south side of their house and protect it in closer, they can get away with it a little bit better. And if they do cover it or or put it in a pot where they can pop it out and bring it in for the winter, it works for them too. Yeah, that's where we keep ours. We keep ours on the south side of the house. And so it gets a protection and, you know, we we didn't move them in when it was like to the, about 40, but at below 40, we'll start moving things around. So yeah, it does. It helps out with it, but it does help if you, and if you want to, you can bring your mulch up closer to it. And then when you cover mm-hmm. it, it actually gives it like a blanket down for the root system. So, right. And then the, the thing is the leaves might get damaged, like cold damage on them. Um, and it, if the cloth touches it and it gets a freeze on it, you, you'll get spotting on the leaves, but it doesn't mm-hmm. matter because when she becomes a mama plant, she'll throw the new pups off the side of them. And um, you just break those off and you can move them or just leave them there and let them cluster out from there. So, right. But yeah, because if um, we have a water fountain that we started with 15 around there and I think there's 150 out there now around them, but they're, cause they've oh, clustered wow. out It clustered out and made more. And so, um, right. but, but we just cover it. We just put a big blanket over the top of it, cover it. And, you know, if we lose some, no big deal. We've got more behind it. So it comes, and that, that's the kind of nice thing about if you do a couple of them, I mean, they, they do, it's not like you use your Hawthorne that you're going to have the same one plant for 15 years. Right. So, you're going to have it, change it over. <laughs> yeah, and it will. And the nice thing is it, if, you know, if you, you, a lot of times, many times you'll have ones that will continually give you more 
you know, and then you can just use them as your, your, your fill-in plants. So around, and especially like your oak trees and stuff like that, they can take some of the lower light. Then they can become your terrestrial plants that you can just leave in the ground. Right. So. Um, I did want to talk to you about the bromeliad weevil. Do you guys have any problems with that or? No, really we haven't at all. Um, we, we, the, uh, we haven't at all. We haven't any problems at all. The ones, the plants that we get from Florida, if we get some in, they're, they're totally inspected and they have to get cleared. And okay. here in, and here in um, Houston area, we have not had any problems with any of that. And okay, the, only, good. the only, and that's, and that's the beauty of the bromeliads. It's really, there's no bugs with them. The only thing is maybe they get scale. But when yeah. we're propagating them out, we actually use we use um, grub free zone, which is made. Which what happens is it's a systemic, mm-hmm. and it doesn't allow them to even get the scale. Oh. So so what happened? Our, our only biggest problem is maybe fungus, and then we just do a a, a, a systemic fungicide, and it it's just a contact, and then it stops any problems with that. So, okay. And so, so really, bromeliads are pretty hardy. I mean, you don't have to worry about the aphids and the um, and the mealybug and a lot, lot, lot of the other plants have problems with. These are mm-hmm. really pretty clean plants and and quite easy to take care of. That's what makes them so nice. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think I had a couple. We had a couple of plants, of bromeliads with scale on them in Florida, but you know that was about it. We had no real big problems, and they were so easy to grow for us. Yeah. <laughs> The only the only scale that's bad is that black scale, and usually, and and but but if you treat it, um, then you have no problems with it. And there's a lot of you know, um, natural treat treatments that can actually you know take care of it very easily. So you don't have mm-hmm. to use any you know anything too drastic on it to to get it under control, which makes it quite nice. Um, well, I guess we can wrap up. Is there anything else you'd like to share about the nursery? Um, any upcoming classes or tours, and just uh. Maybe you're giving any talks you might be giving at the Britanni- at the Bromeliad Society. Well, we're doing a, a like I said, we're doing a workshop on this Saturday on at ten o'clock. So if anybody wants to come out on Saturday and take part in it, do, they want to bring their own piece of wood or anything they want to you know do a mount on, or mm-hmm. I'll have wood here. And so I'll just have a um, Talanzi is all set up from like two dollars all the way up to like ten, but ten dollars and just pick their choices of what's going on with it. And I'll have glue and pantyhose and all kinds of stuff <laughs> to attach it. So, but, um, and, and it's, it's kind of fun. Everybody just, it, and it's going to be real loose. You can just come and go as you want and um, do what you want with it and kind of show you what's, what's going on with it. Um, and talk wise, I, I think I'm all done with all my talks. I've talked to the, uh, quite a few different garden clubs in, in the area. And um, right now I get to take a break, which is kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, but, um, but yeah, but, but if anybody wants anything, um, wants to have, you know, uh, you know, once it, once it's can do a talk to them about it, just, they just have to contact the nursery and we'll set something up with them very easily. So, um, and then if they want to do something with their group or anything like that, we can make arrangements for that to happen very easily. So and- we, we have an outside area that's covered and it's set up for, you know, large groups that they want to come in and, and, and have something like that. It's kind of set, set away from the nursery itself. It's out mm-hmm. back with a pergola. So mm-hmm. it's kind of nice. They can come in, sit down, do their stuff, make a mess and don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> right. So it makes it kind of nice. So, and you still have that nursery feel that you're outside, you know, doing something. Right. So if people want to kind of keep on top of what you guys are doing, if you have events planned later on in the year, uh, where should they follow you? 
If they follow us on jimbosnursery.com, um, okay. that will have it all listed out there on uh, what we have going on. If they want to get on our mailing list, just contact us, contact us through the jimbosnursery.com and we'll put you on the mailing list. Um, we just had a sip and stroll last Saturday. Um, we'll do that starting in the spring again, and it's free. You just come out and have some beer and wine and some cheese and mm-hmm. stroll around the nursery in the evening. It's uh, We do it for about two hours, and it's it's kind of nice. It's real loose, and come as you go and just uh, walk around. So we'll start that up in March, and we do it like twice a month. Oh, that sounds so, fun. It is. It's really nice. It's kind of laid back. Um, we do it in the evening because it's not as hot. Um, right. Unfortunately, last Saturday it was a little cooler, but it was nice because a lot of times people don't get a chance just to, you know, the, to go browse and go look at all the nitpicky kind of fun things that's out there. Right. And so, and sometimes people use it for a reason to go out for a date. You know, they'll take their <laughs> right so on the way out. They'll come by for an hour or so and get a, a beer or wine, just kind of tool around and kind of see what's going on. So it's kind of nice. It's just real loose. You come and go with it and. um it's worked out quite quite fun. And then we'll have an open house in the spring. So all that will be down. Uh, that will be on there next year uh, in the okay. spring. So we'll, and we'll also do um, – we do a yard art sale. So we have uh, all the different people in the area have fun art, arts and craftsy things out in this area. Oh. So we'll have that in the spring. And then we'll have a, um, a plant sale. Where it's, it's called Gems of the Garden. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's actually a gentleman out here that does um, – Oh, the cactus and succulent guy will come out. Also have okay. the, uh, oh, my, I, my brain's the, gone right now. But we have the different people. People bring different types of, of genres of different plants that we usually mm-hmm. don't have, like daylilies, the specialties in those. So you can get a chance to have all those different ones to come in there. And or the orchid guy that's here in town, he'll bring his out also. So it's kind of fun that you can see in their specialty in their groups. And mm-hmm. and that's what makes it kind of nice because a lot of times you have to go to maybe the orchid society just to buy his plants, but he'll bring right. his out and the plumeria guy will come out. So that's called gems of the garden sale. So we'll have that okay. in the spring. That sounds cool. I'd like to go cause definitely orchids. <laughs> I like orchids. Yeah. yeah. And this guy, he's, it's kind of neat. He moved here from Pasadena area and he's just around the corner and he's really, he has some awesome stuff. So it's kind of neat cause he, um, just to see all this fun stuff that he has because it's, it is beautiful. And it, it, and the bromeliads lend itself to the orchids, which is kind of a lot of people that are into orchids are also into bromeliads because um, they are, they're kind of similar in their, and they're uh, growing and they're so easy to grow too, which is kind of fun. Yeah. So, but, uh, well, but I, thank you I, uh, for uh, reaching out and uh, wanting to uh, come on the podcast and talk a little bit about the nursery. I think it's like, a really cool place that I don't think a lot of Houstonians may not know about. And I think they should. Yeah. Well, I grew up in over in the, over in LaPorte and we used to go to Moss nursery and it was kind of yes. fun. And so that uh-huh. I grew up with that. Uh, and, and there's another Mr. Hester's garden garden over there too. And you used to have all these cute little nurseries around that you could go to. And that's what I was, we were just kind of wanting to kind of grow into being something like that. Kind of a mom and pop kind of especially just kind of a fun place to go see. And um, just, you know, it's it's real kind of loose out here um and it's kind of fun and just uh, people that come out i don't think i've met anybody out here that we haven't enjoyed just get the chance to, to meet and um enjoy talking plants with so it's kind of nice yes so all right well thank you so much i appreciate letting us come over and talk to you about it and, and kind of get the word out about jimbo's 
Yeah, no are, problem. Thank you. We are we are off the beaten path. So that's what people always say. How do they find you? <laughs> Why are you here? So, but um, but it's it's fun. It's kind of nice. Fun. Girls have grown up um, doing this. So, and in fact, this summer we had probably six um, high school, college girls working out here, and there it was lots of fun to be able to share it with my girls growing up. So, yeah, that's neat. But, but thank you again. I really appreciate it, and um, I look forward to having you come out and visit us again. All right, no problem. I'll let you know when I come by. Okay, thank you. All right, thank you, Joanne. Okay, thanks. Bye. Okay, bye.